Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Training camps are opening around the NFL. We're talking about the biggest questions for the AFC teams next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer, and we're going to talk about the biggest questions going into training camp for some of the AFC teams. We're going to talk about the biggest questions for some of those NFC teams on tomorrow's podcast, but we'll start today with the New York Jets, local team for Adam Azer and I, and... Uh, you know, I think we're all we're all big Jets fans here in the New York area. A lot of lot of optimism around the New York Jets, and specifically, I guess you know, to be actually serious, there is a bit of optimism for fantasy for rookie running back Brees Hall, the number thirty six pick in the draft. He's RB seventeen in NFC ADP right now, thirty eight point nine seven overall. But and the big question going into training camp is what is his role going to look like? Yeah, and I was surprised to see he's RB22 right now in PPR on Fantasy Pros. So RB17 is kind of more what I would expect. But is he going to have his ADP rise to the point where he's going ahead of Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson? Will he get ahead of David Montgomery? I can't imagine a scenario where I'm drafting him ahead of Montgomery, but I could certainly see myself taking Hall ahead of Dobbins and Jacobs. And what we need to learn in training camp is who's going to have the third down role. And how much of a workhorse is Brees Hall going to be? I've been thinking a lot about Javante Williams, Chris, because Javante Williams in 2021 was drafted by a team with a bad offense, right? Denver mm -hmm. Broncos. And he was the 35th pick in the draft. And in 2022, Brees Hall was the 36th pick in the draft. And we all saw that Javante Williams could have been a fantasy superstar if he'd had a better role, a bigger role. So that's all it is for Hall. I don't really care about the Jets and their offensive line and their quarterback. They've got the possibility to be pretty good offense if things can click. He could, if he's a workhorse, he's going to be a star and he's going to be a, a steal in round four. I just need to know that Michael Carter is not going to have a significant role. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing uh, out of the Jets. Yeah. The concern for me is, you know, I've got him ranked in the 17 to 22 range, but he's not someone I'm super excited about drafting. And it's mostly just one, I think that offense is going to be pretty bad. But two, you know, the coaching staff comes from the San Francisco lineage, they, they've got this. You know, Michael Carter was the third round pick last year. They they liked him enough to to use him as a rookie, but you know, we saw veteran running backs were were still getting involved last year. That's my concern, is that it's just going to continue to be enough of a timeshare to be frustrating in the way it was with Javante Williams last year, where, you know, every single week on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, someone was saying this is Javante Williams week. Right. And it happened one time because Melvin Gordon remained a big part of that offense. So that's my concern. Move on to the second big question. Which of the Chiefs wide receivers is going to break out? What's the hierarchy going to look like? And who's going to be worth using, if anyone, for yeah. fantasy? We know this is one of the best offenses in the NFL. No Tyreek Hill there. A lot of new faces with Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore joining Nicole Hardman. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is the number one option in that passing game. But what we want to see from training camp is what's the, the hierarchy look like? And what do you expect? I have no idea what to expect, honestly. And all the buzz has really been on MVS. So Kelsey, I love. I think he's a first-round pick in half or full, certainly full, borderline in half, not in non-PPR. Mm -hmm. Love Kelsey. 
Um, but I'm starting to fear that we are not going to have a consistent wide receiver that's worth starting for the Chiefs. Yeah, there will be some some weeks where multiple guys are worth starting, but we might not know when they are. We might not know, you know, who's the true number one. It could be a little bit frustrating. And the question is, I'm not drafting Miko Hardman right now, and I'm not really mm-hmm. drafting Sky Moore unless I can get them late. Right now, I'd rather have Marquez Valdez Scantling in round 10, 12, something like that, than Juju, I think, who's going in the 80s. So uh, that's what I want to see. Um, you know, what's the buzz coming out of camp? I'm not terribly excited to draft a Chiefs wide receiver, but you'd like to have a little bit of exposure to the passing game. Yeah, Juju's wide receiver 33 in NFC ADP, Sky Moore 54, MVS 57, Hardman 61. I think if I was going to draft anyone, more and MVS probably make the most sense because their price is cheapest and and more just the the allure of the unknown. You know, these guys, the rest of these guys are mostly proven commodities. It's not like MVS is getting a a QB upgrade or necessarily even a situational upgrade. He had a big chance to to step up in in Green Bay and he never really did because he was just too inconsistent. So yeah. I, I think I'd rather take the chance on Sky Moore later in the drafts. All right, let's move on to the third big question. What's the Ravens offensive philosophy going to look like? You know, we've got JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards opening training camp on the pup list. That was the th- case last year when both were out with their ACL injuries and this Ravens offense threw more than we'd ever seen them in Lamar Jackson's era and they missed the playoffs. So I wonder if those two things are correlated. What do you expect to see from the Ravens in training camp? Well, here's where they've ranked in pass attempts the last three years, 32nd, 32nd and ninth. And I will point out, though, Chris, that before Lamar Jackson's injury, they were in first place, even throwing the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They were in first place ahead of the Super Bowl, the AFC champion Bengals. Um, so they could probably win in different ways, but I expect a much more heavy approach. They drafted a center in the first round. They drafted two tight ends. And I think that's really going to hurt Mark Andrews if you take him too early, like mm-hmm. with a top 15 pick. And I think it's going to hurt Rashad Bateman. But where he's been going in, in ADP is somewhere in the 80s, I think is great. If you get too excited and take him in around five or something like that, you're probably reaching for Bateman. I just, as good as Marquise Brown was before last year, he was never more than a, than a number four receiver. He never finished higher than 40th per game. So this is really big here because you have a lot of fantasy value at stake. I think Jackson is actually you know bulletproof. He can yeah, be good in any format, any system. But I think you have a lot of value at stake with Andrews and Bateman just the pass volume is, is just to be determined right now. And I don't know what to expect. It's a huge storyline for me to follow. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind before we finish is Mark Andrews had a 28% target share with Tyler Huntley, at QB compared to like a 23% with Lamar Jackson. So a lot of his value did come from playing with the backup last season who just funneled targets. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode of fantasy football today in five. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe Apple, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast, subscribe at youtube.com slash fantasy football today. And we'll be back on Tuesday with the three biggest questions for the NFC. See ya.